guys, welcome to Christ Curls and Conversations. I am Brie Marie, your host. And as you can see, I've started a new podcast. Um, the first segment is going to be about testimonies from other people about uh, their journey through pornography, them being set free in Jesus' name, um, also people who are struggling. And I thought the best thing that would uh, be really great for my viewers is for you guys to hear my testimony first. So I can uh, just show you through transparency um, and openness my whole journey from a kid to now. And you having a deeper understanding of why is this is such an important topic to me. And I just pray that through my testimony, you guys will begin to have open eyes and open ears to be able to see that um, Jesus is the only way and to flee fornication and that Satan is doing a really, in a sense, good job in the world uh, to bring us away from purity with the Father. And it's really looking towards lust into the world and we're being taken over by our fleshly desires. So I want to draw us back to the Father, to Christ, to uh, just such an amazing being who completely came in and wrecked my life for the better. And yeah, so I just want to share my testimony with you guys. So I'm going to start from the very beginning. And so, yeah, the first time that I actually came across pornography was whenever I was around eight years old. Um, I was actually on the internet and I was searching up Britney Spears. Britney Spears was my favorite uh, music artist. I loved her music. I loved who she was. I even loved the way that she looked in this uh, lustful way, which is weird how when you're eight years old, you don't really understand what's taking place, but that was stuff that was coming up inside my body. And uh, to touch on that, um, we are sinful creatures when we are born. We, we grow up in a fallen world, and so that sin is within us. Um, that's, that's a fleshly part of us that's going to continue throughout time. But the more that we submit it to Christ, the more that it will not be something that we focus on. And so that's something that I really want to bring up as I touch on this. But so like I said, uh, I saw her in this fleshly way of being really beautiful, very, very sexy even. Um, but whenever I was searching it, it wasn't to look up sexual images it was just to see more about her so i literally i think i went on some uh search platform and i just typed in britney spears britney spears photos or things like that you're eight years old you don't really know what you're doing on the internet so search that up and immediately these pop-ups of naked women were just all over my computer naked women naked men and then it got like to the more graphic part of videos being popped up and i'm seeing actual penetration happening on the screen and it was actually really frightening for me it wasn't frightening really what i was seeing i was more frightened by the fact that oh my gosh there's a bunch of images on this computer my com the computer wasn't my computer it was my mom's computer so there was this frightened sense of oh my god my mom is gonna find out 
and what do I do now? I need to exit out of all these pop-ups that's happening on the computer. But as I was like exiting out, more were popping up. It was like my computer just, the computer had just been completely set with a virus. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to tell my mom. <laughs> so I'm eight years old. My mom comes home from work and I'm like, mom, I really need your help. And she like is looking at the computer and sees all these pop-ups and she begins to exit out of each one of them as I'm sitting right next to her. And my mom was like, what did you look up? And I was like, I was just looking up Britney Spears and I don't know what happened, but this came up. And that was kind of like the end of that conversation. Nothing really got said. Um, there was no like, hey, we really shouldn't be going to these type of websites. But the thing is, is like, who knows? Like, the internet is such a new thing inside of our world to even be like, oh yeah, you shouldn't go to these type of websites. You're just typing in Britney Spears, so you have no idea. So that was basically what it was for me. We never touched on the topic ever again. I got my first computer whenever I was about mm, 13, maybe 14. And I remember one of the first things that I wanted to look up was naked images of women and men. And that was just my desire, my fleshly desire. And I feel like it had a really hu huge impact because of whenever I was eight years old and I saw these images on the computer. So I related that moment with the computer to the very first time that I got my own computer where I was like, wow, well, I'm alone now with my computer. So maybe I can see what those images actually were. I didn't know what to type in. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, think I went to Google or something and I was just like, naked women, naked men. I didn't even know that there was a genre of pornography. I didn't know that there was anything for that. I just wanted to see what I saw when I was eight years old. And I was like, all right, like that's what I'm gonna search up. I found it within one search. Um, takes me to a few websites. I'm seeing a few videos and I was like, whoa, like this is, this is a real thing. Like, what is this? Like, I've never seen something like this. While at the same time, I had always had these, these desires inside of my life where I was like, this is exactly what I want to be doing. Like, it, it, it was like a really weird thing because like, you're 13, 14 and Actually, it's it's interesting that I'm bringing this up now, but like I lost my virginity at 13. I didn't, so I must have got a computer whenever I was like 12 or 13 because I don't feel like I really would have known what sex was without pornography. Um, it just wasn't in my vocabulary at all. So I must have got the computer around 12 or 13, seeing these, uh, porn videos and I was like wow like I want to do this stuff like that stuff seems like it gives me this desire inside of me I want to give that to someone else and here's the thing is whenever I watched these videos at first I didn't know what was happening like I had no clue I just knew that my body was getting aroused uh there was moisture in places that I didn't know what to do with it. 
And I was like, what do, what do I do with all of this? And like I said, I'm going to be as transparent as possible um, about this because this is stuff that needs to be talked about in the church. I don't think that um, the church is doing that good of a job sharing about the effects of pornography. And if I can do anything about that, I'm going to. So you're going to hear the words wet, moisture, orgasm, all that type of stuff, probably from me and multiple other people um, on my podcast. So anyways, like I said, I was feeling moisture in places that I didn't know like what to do with it. It wasn't till I was like 16 where I remember I was masturbating to a video and I felt like I was going to pee. <laughs> Literally felt like I was going to pee and I was like, I can't do that. Like that would be really weird if I was in my bedroom and I just peed the bed or something like that. Like it was just a really weird thing for me. And then I remember something took over this uncontrollable moment in my bedroom where I was like, I can't stop. I literally can't stop masturbating to this video and I don't care what comes out of it. I'm going to release it because it needs to come out. That was the first time that I had my first orgasm and I was like, oh my goodness. Like that was the most incredible feeling of my life. Like I've never felt something like this before. Uh, my brain interpreted it as I was about to pee and instead it was me having an orgasm. I had no clue what an orgasm is even when I had one. And I was just like, what was that feeling? What was that that I just experienced? And I just remembered like, I, the only way that I knew how to have that experience is with, is with pornography. And I remember even whenever I lost my virginity at 13, which is highly outrageous to me, but I just did not understand at all at that time period that my body is precious to Christ. I didn't believe in Christ or anything. Um, I just knew that my friends were having sex, so I wanted to as well. I wanted to fit in. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to give my body away too. But I remember even whenever I did have sex with someone for the first time, I didn't feel that feeling that I felt from pornography. And I was like, oh, so maybe, maybe I just need to do this from porn, but why would I watch these porn videos? These women are having orgasms, but I'm not having that whenever I have sex. And obviously your body, your body is in a completely different structure when, when you're a little kid and you're also having sex with a boy um, who also doesn't know what he's doing either. He's just trying to get off and you guys are trying to give this pleasure to each other that you don't even know what it's about. There's no intention there, there's no marriage. It's out of the container of marriage and you're just doing it because that's what the world has told you. And that was really, really crazy for me. Um, then, it wasn't until I was about, I would say 17, 16 is whenever like I was just watching the videos and I was like, wow, like this is, this is really interesting. Never had an orgasm before and I finally have. So I'm going to continue watching porn. 
17 was more of like, I'm getting really addicted. I need this every day. It was like an everyday thing. I'd come home from work or school and I'd just be like, I want to watch porn like immediately to release all my stress that was from the day. And then it was whenever I was like 18 or 19 when like it wasn't just a one time a day thing. It was a three time a day thing. It was like what I needed to get me going throughout the whole day. It energized me. It, it in a sense gave me a reason to live, which is like really weird to say, but it did because I was getting this excitement that I had never felt in my life from anyone. And um, I was a very promiscuous person, very promiscuous, had a lot of sex, um, but no guy was able to give me an orgasm. And I, the reason for that was because for one, I felt like no guy was going to be able to satisfy me the way that I satisfied myself from pornography. So I was like, I'm not even gonna let them into that world because I can satisfy myself. I don't need someone else to do that. And uh, that went on a really long five-year journey from like 18 to, it was, it was actually a lot longer than five years, like a seven-year journey from 18 to 25 where it was, huge addiction where I was doing it all day every day I remember waking up being like well what do you want to do today I'd be like I want to watch porn I'd go straight to porn then I would take a shower I would get out of the shower and feel so clean that I'd be like well I want to watch porn again because I'm so clean I'd go back to the bed watch porn fall asleep because the porn, the orgasm just depleted my energy. And then, yeah, so I'd fall asleep. I'd wake up again and still be wet that I would be like, wow, like I want to do it all over again. I was very, very, very addicted to the point that like I had no life outside of pornography. And it was a really scary time for me. But at that time, I didn't see it as wrong. There was no sin in my world about it. I didn't have Christ. It was just like, this sexually satisfies me, so I want to do it. I want to continue doing it for the rest of my days. This is the only thing that gives me purpose in life, that makes me feel this, this euphoric feeling that I've never felt before. Um... So yeah, and then I remember learning about uh, Tantra. And, and at this time period, I was still having sex with other people. I just wasn't having orgasms. And I was just like, okay, like, this is really weird. Like, why can I give myself orgasms but no man can? And like I said, like, I kind of just kept that place to myself I saw it as a very sacred part of me that I didn't want anyone to see um, except myself or the person that I was married to which is really contradictory because it's like why are you having sex with anyone in the first place um, if you don't if if you're not married so I was still having sex with people but at this time period I learned about Tantra and um, I was really into New Age at one point, and New Age is more of like 
it's like every religion that you could possibly think of besides Christianity. Um, it's weird. Like I was really into Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, just spirituality in general. And I was also into uh, sacred sexuality and not giving my sexual energy to anyone who didn't see sex as sacred. But like I was just saying, it's very contradictory because so Tantra, which is what I was learning, is about breath work with another person, being in a person's presence, having sex with them, but but really knowing the body language of another person, um, sinking your breath between them, doing very deep eye gaze between the other person, and mingling your souls together. And I remember I decided... For about three years, I was like, I'm not having sex with anybody unless they know about Tantra. And man, this was a really weird time period for me because I remember I was so manipulative and so seductive about my sexual energy that if I wanted to have sex with a guy, I remember saying, or like even if the guy wanted to have sex with me, I would say things like, well, unless you know about Tantra, I'm not having sex with you. And I, these guys would learn about Tantra and learn about breath work and learn about eye gazing so they could have sex with me. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So we would like do this in the bedroom and our souls were literally connecting together. This is Satan's trick in new age with a sacred sexuality that they call it is even though there's there's parts of it that's sacred where you are only supposed to be with one person doing the whole eye gazing and breath work and connecting with them on a deep spiritual level that is what's happening but satan is twisting it in sacred sexuality in new age where he's saying you can do the, this with multiple people if they know about Tantra. So you're not just becoming one flesh with one person, you're becoming one flesh with multiple people who know about Tantra. And that's exactly what I did. And then it got to the point where I was like, I'm literally having like, like Tantra was a really, um, I know that this is crazy for me to say, but Tantra was a really amazing experience for me because I had never had sex like that before. In a sense, it was some of the highest type of sex that I have had um, because it was also on a spiritual level. It was not Christ-centered though. I was believing in the universe and the universe to... Um, fulfill this sexual desire for me. So although it was a spiritual form and I and our souls were connecting and I was all about like higher consciousness and elevating our sexual power, it wasn't actually Christ-centered sex, which is in the container of marriage. So it was completely wrong and backwards and it was hurting me. And I just remember thinking like man like although tantra is cool and although i've like had this great spiritual experience through sex 
I don't even know if I want to have sex anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to have sex with multiple people. I don't know if I want to have sex till I'm married. I feel like I've literally done everything that I could possibly do when it comes to sex. And it's like I've test driven so many different people and done so many different varieties of sex that it's like, why am I continuing to do this? You already know what's out there. You already know that a man has a penis. I have a vagina. We don't need to test drive that stuff. When God made us male and female, we have different parts. We know the parts. We don't need to keep test driving people. And that's exactly what I was doing for a long time is I was just test driving people and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're better, if this is better, or they can satisfy my needs or like if this sex is good or like maybe we can dive into this type of sex. And, and so, yeah, that was a really um, interesting moment for me because I realized that I wanted to be celibate. This was in 2017, September of 2017, I realized I wanted to be celibate. But even before this, I was doing, since I had watched porn so much, there were so many different varieties of pornography that I was so interested in um, that it was actually like really, really, really degrading. Um, I went from just a regular sex, like pornography sex, that was just two people, missionary, whatever, like it was just normal sex. <laughs> to like women literally getting getting beaten, getting raped. Um, I went from daddy-daughter sex to sister-brother sex to father switching daughters to women who portrayed to be rape dolls this is really terrible but I'm trying to express like what I've been through um like I remember certain things weren't satisfying me anymore like I wasn't having orgasms to certain videos anymore that I had to go to harder stuff and that's what happens in your brain when when you're literally getting off to the same thing all the time it's like okay the I think it's like a dopamine hit like you you it's not satisfying that anymore so I had to go to harder darker more harsh pornography and I remember like I was saying about the rape rape doll victim like I remember there was this woman who just put herself in a box and pretended to be a doll and this guy took the woman out of the box and she she was just limp like a doll like a fake doll and proceeded to have sex with her and basically it was like a rape fetish where it's like okay well this woman's not doing anything she's not saying no she's just allowing it to happen and she literally just didn't do anything and i remember in my mind being so freaked out by this this porn video that i was watching because i was like whoa like there's some weird people in the world that have brains that want to literally just rape women and them not say a word like the woman not say a word and even 
the woman doing it didn't didn't say anything like in the video and in my head now I'm just like dude I wonder how she felt about this like although I know she said that she was okay maybe she didn't even say that she was okay with it and I'll get into that later but maybe she didn't say that she was okay with it but this was something that she still did because this is what the audience wants and the videos want. And it was really disturbing for me because this was a video that I actually proceeded to have an orgasm to. And this is really terrible because as you put your orgasm to an actual video that you are uh, watching, those are the things that you're gonna want to get off to more, which is really terrifying. So it's things like that um, that you really want to be aware of where you're putting your attention. And this is why I think pornography is so not right at all. I think that it should be deleted completely from the internet. Uh, that's another topic for another time. But so, yeah, like I said, I've, I had so much variety of different videos that, I also wanted to test this in the bedroom. I wanted to see how far a guy would go or I wanted to see how far I could go. I degraded myself and men and I wanted to see where their boundary was. And it's, it's really crazy to play on that line of boundaries with people. Um, we shouldn't even be stepping over people's boundaries of things that are uncomfortable for them or anything like that and I did that a lot in my sexual experiences is just to see what would what they would be interested in um, and so yeah and then it got to 2017 where like I said I wanted to be celibate I read the book The Weight by uh, Devon Franklin and Megan Good and it kind of just blew my mind where I was like wow there's people actually out here waiting to be married or waiting waiting for sex until they're married and that was so huge for me because I was like wow I bet like sex inside of marriage is really beautiful if you wait it was never even a concept to me like it was never a concept to me to be like yeah I'm gonna wait till marriage like I, I guess it was like I remember when I was younger there were a few people who told me like oh yeah I'm waiting for marriage and I'm like you're crazy like that was just my thought is like nah like there's way too many like people that I want to experiment with so I'm not just going to wait until marriage like like I said I wanted to test drive until that time um <laughs> funny here I am now I've been two years celibate and I'm really really glad that God has planted uh that seed and bloomed it inside of my life um, but because of that book, not just because of that book, but it was just a lot that was happening at the time where I was like, wow, like, I don't want to keep giving my body away. Um, I don't want to keep giving my body away to um, other people, to pornography even, but I want to wait for marriage. I don't want to give myself away anymore. Um, it's just, it's not fun. It's, it's like... I just move on after 
the event anyway. So it's like, what am I doing? Like, why do, why do I continuously give to these men the very thing that I should be giving to them last? It just doesn't make sense. And that's exactly what our world is doing is the last thing that we should be giving to men. We tend to give them that first because we feel like that's the way to their love is through sex because men are very visual creatures. Uh, they're very, uh, they want sex. They love through sex. And women think that if we have sex with a man, they'll love us. But really, that's not the case at all. They can literally separate their mind from their emotions and the woman and be completely cool with it. Women are completely opposite. When we have sex with a man, our emotions get involved. Our spirit gets involved. Our whole thing gets involved. Like, it, it's crazy. And then... We take on all those things and the man does as well except they compartmentalize things so it's not as big of a deal to them where they can just move on a lot quicker. Women are a lot different. Um, so I decided to be celibate in September and September of 2017 and then it was about um, one month later and I had already failed. Um, I remember being with this guy who was one of my best friends at the time. We went out drinking and I just remember the drinking took over, the spirit of drinking took over and I wanted to have sex with him. So I did. And I remember like I was drunk through the process of having sex with this guy that I remember saying like, oh my gosh, you're my best friend. I shouldn't be doing this with you. And I think we stopped in the middle of it. And I never really spoke to the guy anymore. Because I was like, wow. like, Because I had already told this guy that I was celibate. And that I didn't want to do anything. And I felt like... Like he used my drunkenness to his advantage. Um, while at the same time I used it too so it wasn't on him it was both of us like I was just like whatever like everything that I wanted at one point when I'm drunk it just doesn't matter um, but then it was the end of October and I was like Lord I need to submit my sexual desires to you completely so I did and since it, it wasn't like all my sexual desires and I'm about to get into that, but sex completely has been taken off the table um, since October of 2017. And thank you, Lord, for just completely like killing that desire. Like I literally don't have a desire to have sex with a man until I'm married. Um, the thing that has been a struggle though is temptation, lust, pornography. And those are things that um, I've been just praying to God about even more because um, I've watched so much pornography in my life that it comes up even whenever I don't watch it. And I want to let you guys know and be completely transparent as possible. I've been two weeks clean, okay? Before that was 40 days. Um, and I thought that I was going to completely just like let it all go. I was like, yay, like this is great. Like 
Christ is really doing it, you know? Um, and it's not that he's not. It's just that I didn't have protection up. I didn't have my guard up, um, the armor of God at all up to know that like, wow, like Satan is always on the prowl. He's on the prowl through movies. He's on the prowl through social media. He's on the prowl through the internet in general. He's in the, he's on the prowl through like people that you associate yourself with. He's on the prowl and he wants to destroy us. And through sexuality is a big one. Like you'll see like in the world that sex is taking over the whole world and people are just falling for it. People are going for it. Why do you see that like all ads, even a fast food ad or any type of commercial, it's all sex related because sex sells. It captures people's brains and their minds to like, wow, that's it's like you're drooling over it. You're lusting after the food because of the sexual object on top of the food. So you place food with lust and a sexual object, which makes you want to eat their food. It's a really demonic world taking place. And that's why we need to put on the armor of God to completely protect us from any stumbling blocks that are happening inside of our world. So here I am this day, Yes, I am celibate, but there are moments of struggle that continue to come in. And I have to continuously submit those to Christ and be like, Lord, take over here. Lord, take over here. Protect my eyes. Guard my eyes. Put only in front of me you, Lord. Like if I need to be in the Bible all day long, that's what it's going to take. Because I am committed to letting this desire go. And it, the, the craziest thing is the desire is a fleshly desire. The desire that my father has planted in me is, is correct. It's just Satan is twisting it. The desire is to, it's, it's love and sexuality for your husband or your wife and to give them that, that part of you in such a sacred union and I feel like when you're giving it to porn, you're worshiping porn and in a sense you're dying to yourself and sacrificing yourself to this idol. And this idol is actually demons in in my world. That's what I feel like it is. I feel like it's this demon energy that's taking over you every time you give in. And so you're sacrificing yourself to a demon and then that porn gets into you and then when you go into the bedroom with someone, you're not actually loving them. You're thinking about the porn and how you can satisfy your needs and give them what you see from the porn videos. So really you're putting that demon from the pornography on top of them as well. So you're attaching these demons together through another person, but that's also coming inside of you. So it's a really crazy world that's taking place and why I'm focused on doing my best to bring the reality and like attention to people and open their eyes and their ears to seeing that this is really wrong. So here's what happened for me. It was August, August, maybe 13th, August 13th of 2019. When I remember just crying out to God being like, Lord, like I can't do this anymore. 
Like I feel so much guilt and so much shame and I know that's not from you. I know that it's from Satan. I know it's from the devil. And why do I continue going back to my vomit when I know that you already took that sin away from me? You already took it. You already washed me clean. You're renewing my mind. You have renewed my mind. But why do I continue to go back to what I feel like is comfortable? And so I'm crying out to him about this and I'm like Lord like if you can do anything please Lord just help me help me two days later I got a call to uh, work an event and it was a sex trafficking event and at this event they were basically saying that every porn video you click on um, you are actually uh, funding and supporting sex trafficking because there's women inside of these porn videos who are actually being sex trafficked. They are held against their will and you are watching them. You will never know who was actually being sex trafficked in these videos. And most of the people, not most, but a lot of the women in these videos are actually dead right now. And their videos are still up and people are still masturbating to them. And the only reason I know that is because that happened for me about two years ago where it, I was watching a video and then I went down and read some of the comments and they were like, oh yeah, well, she hung herself. And they're like, well, I can still get off to her even though she hung herself. And I was like, wow, like this is some really like sad stuff that's happening. And I remember researching more about that and just being like, wow, like they don't take their videos down off of these porn websites. They just allow them to continue because they are getting so much money from these videos. And so I have been learning about sex trafficking a lot recently and the more that I learn about sex trafficking the more that it uh, for one takes me away from wanting to watch porn because I see how evil it is but also my focus is on Christ um, I think our focus one of the biggest things that I've noticed throughout my journey of releasing pornography from my life is we shouldn't really focus on how many days we go without porn we should focus on how Christ is fulfilling the desire within us by reading his word every day and being in prayer with him. Um, I noticed that the more days that I counted, the more that I was like, oh, well, I went another day and I went another day and I was becoming confident in myself. But the thing is, is when you're confident in yourself, you're, you're, that's pride and that's also Satan. Um, we need to be confident in Christ because Christ is the one that is our strength and is pulling us through all those temptations. Um, yeah, and then let's see. The other thing that I realized is like, why would I want to do that to the Holy Spirit? It says right here in 1 Corinthians uh, 6, 6, 13, it says, food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body, and God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? 
You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And for me, I wasn't glorifying God in my body. I was giving my body away to pornography and to people, and I was becoming one flesh with all these people. And pornography, you will become one flesh with that as well, because those will ripple into all your relationships. Like, it wasn't just... Um, it wasn't just romantic relationships that it was affecting for me. It was affecting like everybody I walked by. I was seeing them as sexual objects. I remember like in pornography, you begin to see uh, skits like the cable guy coming in or your school teacher. And it's like the school teacher has sex with their student or the cable guy has sex with the mother or something like that. And that was what was happening for me. And I remember one specific event happened for me where a guy showed up at my door saying that he needed to fix the cable box. And in my head, I was like, this could be a really great porn scene for me right now. Like, maybe I should just try it. Like, I wonder, I wonder if he would be down. And that is like one of the most crazy mindsets that I was ever in. But that's the thing is when we watch these porn videos, the porn and what we see begins to go on to other people and we want to do those type of things. So we need to get that out and we need to fill our eyes with Christ. We need to fill our hearts and our minds and our bodies with Christ because that is what's going to help us flee fornication and flee sexual immorality. God sees us as worthy, so worthy, like no one can even put a price on us. No one. He has already bought us and we don't need to give our bodies away to anybody unless they've paid the ultimate sacrifice, which Christ already has. And now if you decide to get with anybody, that should be your spouse, your your partner, the one who made the ultimate commitment and sacrifice to pledge his life to you and forsake every other woman or every other man. And he says, I do to you and only you. And you're, you're literally submitting your life to this person. And I don't know. I just, I feel like God's way is so beautiful and his intentions for marriage and relationship is is so sacred and there's so many people that are just giving their bodies away to please themselves and their fleshly desires when God tells us to like flee from our our fleshly desires and give that up to him um so yeah that's just that is part of my testimony guys and um one thing that I could give you for encouragement is to put porn blockers on your computer on your phone unfollow all the social media accounts that you should not be following that you know is going to make you lust after individuals um, stop watching certain movies if you need accountability get an accountability partner I have an accountability partner I talk to her every day about like certain struggles that I've been through um, that I'm going through throughout the day. She prays for me. We've got to confess our sins to our community, guys, because the more that we confess our sins and they pray for us, they're holding us up in prayer. And like Jesus wants us to go to other people because we're not alone in this battle, guys. Just because we come to Christ uh, does not mean that 
all the temptations and the lust and all that is just going to go away. No, like it is a fight and it's a battle and we've got to put on our armor. So by you putting on your armor and taking practical steps to block out those stumbling blocks, that is going to be so huge for your journey. So I pray, I pray, I pray that my testimony brought some encouragement for you and um, it allows you to be as open as um, you want as well about your journey because the church definitely needs to talk more about this. Um, I was reading a study the other day that said that only 10% of churches in all of America even have a pornography program in their church. And um, most of those are dedicated towards men. Like not a lot of them are towards women. So um, I, I just wanna bring this out to the public a lot more that um, it's both men and women. It's not just men. We all need to speak about this. Lust is a problem that's going on inside of our world and we need to focus on Christ. And our testimonies are powerful. And if we can share our testimonies with the world and how we are walking through this journey with Christ, man, that'll be so beneficial and impactful for other believers and other people struggling as well um, to just know that they can do this with Christ and they've just got to focus on him. Um, but yeah. So I pray that this encouraged you on your walk and I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day and you guys can find me at Bree Marie Adkins on Instagram and then I will put my YouTube in the channel as well. Have a good rest of your day guys.